everyone, and welcome to the Morning Show Report Podcast, episode 93. Benjamin Yoder, here today to talk to you about video games. Um, even though I've had a busy last two weeks on the podcast, thanks again to Vin Kerr coming on the podcast uh, last week, um, I, I've... I haven't really been playing much new stuff, unfortunately. Um, just this last week, I think it was a weekday, actually. I was about to say weekend. Um, but in this last week, I, I finally finished up uh, Star Online Fatal Bullets uh, True Ending, which uh, wasn't worth the effort I put into it. <laughs> Admittedly, I made it a little harder for myself because I was like trying to balance the level with my current character level to kind of make it more of a video game as I played through it. But eventually at some point, I just turned the difficulty down to easy and was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to blast through the rest of this game. So I did that. The true ending doesn't really answer the questions I was hoping it was going to answer, particularly with Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. Um, all the original characters, Itsuki, uh, Kurea, and uh, Zeliska, the three ones. There's also Basalt Joe, but he's more of a joke character. Um, I, I like their stories quite a bit, and it doesn't really go into, I guess, the core problems around around those three characters enough. Like, they, they definitely touch on it as they go through the story, um, but, like, you don't really find out a lot about them as a person in real life, which is kind of the whole crux of their their background is like who these people are in real life uh, differ quite a bit from who they are in the game, essentially, or at least like they have some sort of like hidden aspect to their to their lives or whatever. Um, and I was hoping the true ending would kind of play on that a bit more and and reveal some more stuff, but it doesn't. And so I'm like, well, you know. You know, maybe maybe these characters now that they exist in the Sword Art Online universe will have more of that stuff fleshed out later. But I wonder because their stories, with the exception of Zeliska's, um, are so intertwined with your create a character in this game. I don't see where they could continue to tell these stories outside of Fatal Bullet. So I do know there's one more DLC I haven't played, so maybe it's all answered in there, and I'm still kind of teetering on whether or not I should get that DLC. It's pretty pricey at like 20 bucks and it sounds like it doesn't actually have a lot of content in it, but it does have a new area at least, which is nice because the rest of that game is so repetitive. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe someday I'll do do something more in depth about Fatal Bullet. I think I'm a little undecided right now. I still want to play more of the multiplayer at this point, but I just haven't had the time, unfortunately. And I've also feel like after, you know, dragging my feet to trying to get through that true ending in that game, I I kind of killed my enthusiasm for playing it right now. So instead of going on the shelf all done and finished, it's staying on my desk, unfortunately, right where I don't want it to be. So I'm not really sure what my own personal playtime is going to be here in the near future in terms of what I'll be playing next. Um, I, I may just jump back into Valkyrie Chronicles 4 and start with that. Um, I did play a little bit of multiplayer stuff, though, between uh, Apex. I did finally... I'm so bad at Apex, but I did finally get, like, three kills last night when I was playing. So it it took me ten hours to get there, but I finally got my kills. <laughs> um, uh, and then I also played Dead by Daylight, which, always, as always, uh, full disclosure, with any behavior interactive type. Uh, they used to be a uh, customer of my current employer. So, you know, always keep that in mind when I talk about the game. It was surprisingly okay. I was kind of expecting it to be bad, um, especially after seeing it in the Nintendo Direct, that Switch trailer. That looked real rough. Um, but the, the PC version seems pretty all right. Uh, there's some interesting things about that game. It's the first time I've played a game where you have like the... Um, 
the four players like running around trying to survive and then also like one big monster character i think evolve was the other one that that did that and there's there, i've seen there's been some other games over the years but i didn't spend a lot of time to really have too much thought about that and then apex i feel like my feelings are pretty much in line with everybody else's feelings for the most part uh the movement is good but but yeah Getting into news, though, I am saddened to say, <laughs> um, I think I may have mentioned this a while ago. So if you're not familiar, Final Fantasy Grandmasters um, was a part of the Final Fantasy XI, like, uh, I don't know if you'd call it revival project or whatever, but basically Square Enix was trying to figure out what to do with Final Fantasy XI um, as, the, as the game continued to age and as Final Fantasy XIV kind of gained in popularity, both XI and XIV being MMOs. Uh, Grandmasters, I, I played it a long while ago. It's, it's basically a little mobile game that kind of tries to replicate the Final Fantasy XI experience to some ex- extent. I'll go ahead and link my article in the description that, that I had written about it. Although I think a good chunk of the beginning of that article you can kind of skip because it's a lot of like stuff specific to Final Fantasy XI. But anyways, um, but basically uh, they hadn't been updating their Twitter a lot, and then I saw they updated it for Christmas because there's like a Starlight Festival thing. Um, but unfortunately, it looks like uh, as of I think today or the day before, I guess in the terms of when you hear this podcast, it was over the weekend essentially. Um, they announced that they're actually shutting the servers down for Final Fantasy Grandmasters uh, with the last content update coming out in March, and then the servers actually shutting down in April. Um, which uh, it's it's hard because like I I love I'm a I'm a fan of Final Fantasy XI, and I love that game. And, like, especially after, like, I had that talk of Dirge of Cerberus two weeks ago with, like, how that multiplayer went away and just doesn't exist anymore. Part of it makes me go into this mode where I'm like, oh, no, what what can I do to help <laughs> help get as much data about this game as possible before it's gone? And I don't really know, like, in terms of uh, phone apps and things like that, what you do to back that stuff up. I mean, obviously, I could see if I can find the APK and then, like, update it or something i don't know if i'm just saying garbage out of my mouth or whatever i'm not super familiar with phone software and things like that but i could see if i can get like the core files and then have and then you know log in and try to update it and then just try to keep a a version of that and then try to back it up somewhere i just don't know where because obviously you know final fantasy grandmasters is a server-based game like most mobile games um and so so it won't work but having the data available somewhere that was previously, you know, you download onto the the phone client itself, I or the phone itself, um, I think having that data is valuable. And I don't know anyone else who likes Final Fantasy Grandmasters, <laughs> so so I may I don't know. Like I'm definitely in over my head with this kind of stuff. Like I I'm not really technically minded with a lot of things, but. But I feel like if I don't do something, nobody will do something, possibly. Or, you know, if somebody else there, maybe somebody else out there is doing something, but I don't know of them, so I can't say for sure. So I'm a little sad. Yeah, I'm sad it's going. Um, and and I, I, I really hope that uh, people are able to get what they can out of that game uh, before it goes. Um, and so we have like a, a pretty extensive history of it. Thankfully there's, there's a lot of footage online. Um, also a lot of people playing it, um, uh, like, uh, what's his name? Mr. Happy or something like that. He did like a, a version 1.0 and a version 2.0 video for the game and stuff like that. So there's, there's definitely resources online to look at that game and see, see what's on there and things like that. But, but yeah, I just like, ah, I should do something to help, but I don't know what other than my article I wrote a while ago. Um, 
um, speaking of which, though, like uh, the so if you don't know about that that Vanna Deal project where they were announcing other Final Fantasy XI projects, um, they also had announced at the time this is years ago whenever they announced Final Fantasy Grandmasters uh, that they were doing a a more fully featured Final Fantasy XI uh, HD update for the phone. Basically, um, apparently it's called Final Fantasy XI R. I was not aware of that. Um, and uh, Nexon is working on it, and so so there hasn't been a lot of updates from Nexon, but I did check their recent cur- like quarterly earnings report, and it looks like it's still listed there uh, for 2019. It's listed for North America, uh, Korea, and Japan as the three regions for it. So hopefully that's still coming, but we haven't heard anything about it in a long, long time. So I'm a little worried that it might be like be in some kind of state of uh, uh, limbo. Where, where they're not sure what to do with it. Um, part of the reason why that might be happening, I'm thinking, is because uh, another handful of episodes ago, I'll see if I can find the link for this, but uh, there was a, a at least a Twitter conversation I saw online from from people watching the um, one of their uh, Final Fantasy XI Direct things. Essentially the equivalent of a Nintendo Direct, but for MMO. I, forget, I don't know what those things are called. Every game does them now. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, but they, they had said that the Final Fantasy XI subscriber base on PC, you know, the original 2002 when that game came out, Client, um, that is, uh, that was actually going up in subscription numbers for, for players. So, so yeah, I wonder if they're just in a, they thought Final Fantasy XI would, you know, curve off faster than it did and then it didn't. And then Grandmasters never really seemed like it picked up a lot of steam. So so it could be that they're just kind of carving off Grandmasters. And hopefully that that HD remake is still coming around. I would love for that to end up on PC as well. But, you know, uh, I don't know what would go into that. I think it's running on Unreal Engine. So I can't imagine it'd be... I'm not a game developer. <laughs> I, I would imagine at least engine-wise, it would be fairly compatible. Uh, you do see, I think, Mobius Final Fantasy is on PC as well. So, so yeah, I think there's definitely space for that to come to PC but I wonder if the sp- the more bigger issue is that um you know those mobile games are particularly c- catering to Final Fantasy XI fans at least Grandmaster seemed to be the case I don't really know who's going to play a Final Fantasy XI mobile who didn't already play Final Fantasy XI I'd be really curious to hear the thoughts of somebody who jumped in on like a Grandmasters or if they jump into Final Fantasy XI R without um actually playing the original game but I I, I feel like. I feel like there is a, a, a recognition of the Final Fantasy XI brand out there, um, but maybe not huge enough to sustain its own <laughs> mobile game or something. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm hoping there'll be more in the future, but it seems like Final Fantasy XI, the original game, is still going pretty strong um, and you can play it on PC and stuff. I need to get back to it. I want to I wanna finish up some stuff in that game still. Uh, I want to finish the Windurst and Bastok stories, things like that. We're just going to keep talking about things that are dying this week, it looks like. Um, I'm kind of eyeing our news stories here in, in upcoming. But uh, also, the PlayStation Vita production seems to be ending in Japan this year. Um, which, you know, it seems like the PlayStation Vita is still a very lively console, honestly. Um, I, I feel like there's always stuff still getting made from it, at least from, you know, uh, limited run games and, and, and places like that. And then I feel like Japan, there's still coming stuff coming out, but I could be wrong about that. 
But, you know, maybe we're in that phase of the life cycle with the Vita where it's just like all Otome games in Japan. But I don't know. I feel like stuff still is coming out, but I could be wrong. I mean, definitely a lot of the larger releases, like, you know, the Yakuza games that were coming out. I think Yakuza 0 came out on PlayStation Vita as well. Um, uh, That kind of stuff is finally kind of passed. You're not really seeing those bigger publishers going for Vita releases very often. It's more of like the more niche audience things like that i'm actually somewhat excited about the end of the vita production though because uh one particular reason um one thing i've always wanted to do with my playstation tv is soft mod it um but i'm usually whenever i boot up my my consoles i almost always update them to the most recent firmware just because it's convenient and easy enough to do that and you know if, if you're shopping on that store and stuff you're um you're typically need to update the firmware to log into the store and things like that. Um, and so, so the PlayStation TV, um, it, it was a, it's a platform I really love, but I would love to get more out of it, um, in terms of PSP games in particular. Um, and so if you're not familiar with the PlayStation TV, it's basically this little uh, box. That's basically a PlayStation Vita. You can connect to your TV. Um, and, and the biggest problem with it though, is that it has a lot of limitations in the kinds of software that can end up on it. So there's a lot of games that just simply won't run on it. Even though if you hack the system, it runs just fine. Uh, most likely for a couple of reasons. One, um, if, if a game uses touchscreen screen controls that obviously doesn't make a ton of sense on a platform where the touch screen is you know non-existent because you're connecting to a normal tv uh they do have ways to get around touch options in games so it's not like it's non-existent but for a more intensive touch game it's not not particularly ideal obviously um and then for some reason there's also a lot of strange limitations on the psp games that could run on on a pstv it's just it's very strange it was like almost like they had to go through like another like round of certifications with with publishers and stuff and be like hey can we put this thing on this platform and if a, if a publisher didn't bother then they they weren't able to get it to run a lot of times i don't really understand why that happened um so it seems like it's been pretty popular for a handful of years to, to soft mod your your playstation vita tv um for a couple of reasons one i think you can also use micro sd cards for memory because the the vita memory sticks are nightmares and then also um you can just play whatever on it, you know, without the restrictions. And and I've really been wanting to to play more PSP games. Um, I do have a PSP 3000 that has video out, but uh, the analog nub on it is a little wonky. And I've tried looking into repairing it before, and it's a little. Eh. <laughs> and also, it's just not very comfortable using a PSP. I, to be honest, I'd rather use like a, a Dual Shock or something like that. So, so it seems like basically once the Vita's you know life cycle has ended, uh, the the I don't know. Hacker seems like a weird word to use, but people who, you know, have a soft modified system are basically releasing their final, you know, uh, firmware uh, crack, essentially. So you can go ahead and custom uh, put software on there. The biggest problem is that I, you know, I always prefer using physical copies and legitimate copies. And obviously with the PlayStation Vita TV, you can't really use a UMD. Um, <laughs> so, so you just got to kind of, you know, provide your own copies. However you, you get them ripping your own UMD disc. I don't know how you'd even do that. Um, and then obviously you can buy PSP games off the actual PlayStation network. Um, um, so I just would really like to, it's it, for a more convenient way to play PSP, more comfortable way to play PSP games on a TV. Also, you can do it without having to like zoom the TV in because the PSP only spits out to a specific resolution or specific. I don't know if resolution is the right word. It basically like shows up in the middle of the screen rather than filling the entire screen. So with the PlayStation TV, the PSP software actually fills the entire screen. 
Um, so I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. I'm still not really sure if I ever want to get an actual PS Vita at some point, like a, a portable version. I've debated it off and on, um, but I don't travel much with, and if I do travel, I, you know, I have my Nintendo handheld usually. So I feel like the PlayStation TV is like still the perfect fit for me. I would love for there to be like a 3DS TV or something like that. Um, especially since, uh, if, if you're not aware with the Nintendo 3DS, um, uh, it seems like the capture cards, um, are not available anymore for the most part, which I know I've been talking about capture cards the last like month or so. Um, but I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but basically, um, the, it seems like, uh, that company that was making those capture cards got shut down due to, I think it was like some kind of law that basically says you can't uh, sell modified systems in Japan. I could be completely wrong about that. Please don't correct me on it. But basically that, that retailer seems to, or that seller of that hardware seems to no longer exist anymore. Um, I did look around to see if there were any alternative hardware options out there. And I did see some other things here and there for like original 3ds models, but not for, you know, new 3ds or things like that. So I'm curious to see who's going to come in and fill that space for the Nintendo 3ds. Cause you know, people, you know, streaming, you know, want to stream 3ds games i assume still over time and and you know maybe it won't matter as much now that 3ds is out of the picture a lot of ways but you know over time somebody's gonna want to do that with the 3ds and we'll probably try to figure it out and try to sell something i think people have been doing like video out for virtual boy kits recently i could be wrong about that too Ah, i'm just bringing this stuff off the top of my head from where i've heard it in the past but i'm not thinking like specific news stories or anything so my apologies, but I think people have been have been doing more more video capture stuff with Virtual Boy and things like that, um, which has been interesting to see. Um, but yeah, that's kind of put me in a position where, uh, you know, as I was saying, I do want to capture 3DS and DS games in some way. Um, and it kind of puts me in a position where I have to either A, wait, B, spend a lot of money on a, a used 3ds with a capture card or uh see uh look into other options that are that are unofficial and um and i am not a huge fan of emulators for the most part um it's just not I can never guarantee quality with emulator or that like the experience I'm having is genuine, which I think is very important when you're making videos and things like that and be like, Hey, you know, it's, it's part of the reason why I don't like, you know, HDMI on my Nintendo 64 at this time, because like, here's a higher quality output that you're going to get than you would theoretically be possible with a base Nintendo 64. I don't really want to show off a game that way. Um, um, but you know, it's, 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 it's a difficult thing as we, you know, have hard, like, like t- getting a capture card to capture 240p footage from a Nintendo 64 is like a, a pain in the butt. So, so things like that is, is uh, things like tools like that items, like, like the, uh, HDMI mod kits, things like that are super helpful. Um, so unfortunately though, there's not a lot of options for DS capture and 3DS capture otherwise. Um, so some, some ways I've been looking to get around it is, um, with Nintendo 3DS, if you have a new Nintendo 3DS XL, uh, you can also soft mod your system to basically stream that footage, um, to, to your PC. I think it goes through your router, essentially, basically open up some ports and stuff like that. I have to go through it and look at it and you have to soft mod your system, but you can basically with the new 3ds XLs, uh, stream the footage, um, um, to your PC. 
And so obviously that doesn't help with playing the games on a TV, but in terms of capturing and making videos, that does help. The biggest problem is, uh, you know, it's, it's not perfect. It seems like there are frame drops and things like that. And so you do have to be, you know, wary that that, that will show up in the footage and, and streams and stuff. Um, so it's, it's, it's difficult because you're not going to get like, you know, a hundred percent accurate footage, um, for a game that way. Um, and then for Nintendo DS, uh, capture, I've also been looking at, there's Wii U emulators out there as well that you basically play Wii U games on, a uh, our, our DS games on a Wii U. If you soft mod a Wii U, I'm looking at that. Uh, I mean, obviously I could get th- the same results basically from, from running a DS emulator on a PC. Um, but I, I would like to run, uh, DS games on a, on a TV if possible, um, especially with like the Wii U where I can have a, an actual touch screen, uh, is the big thing in case, in case it is a touch heavy game or something like that. So I think that's, what's valuable about the Wii U. But the problem is, is, and I could be, I could be just having searching for the wrong things. I'm having a hard time finding like example footage of this stuff to see how reliable it is. Um, because I don't know if it's like, a a something where like you know it's it's common to expect there would be audio issues frame rate issues graphical issues things like that i i use a older ds emulator for various reasons um for when i do actually need a ds emulator and i've definitely noticed like issues especially with like games like fantasy star zero and things like that um so i would like to go down that route of exploring that on the wii u but i don't want to go down it without knowing what kind of compatibility there is and what kind of performance to expect out of it so so this year is going to be a very soft modding year for me maybe <laughs> depending on on what i decide to do um you know the, the big thing is is that like i always want to legally own these games as much as possible i'm one of the people that when the wii u shop you know was ending the time that you are the sorry the nintendo uh or the the wii shop not the Wii U. The Wii Shop was going offline. Uh, I basically dumped hundreds of dollars into WiiWare and Virtual Console to get as many legal copies of those games as possible on those services. Because, you know, obviously, I could have a modified Wii and basically load any game on there. That's not a problem. But I would... I like supporting these these products, even if it's, like, at the last minute when you can't keep it anymore. I like supporting these products. I like knowing that, like, legally, I have some, you know, mental, like, oh, you know even though I may be playing a copy of the game, technically that's not mine. I have paid for a copy of the game at some point, you know, that I've, that I've gone on my way to, to make sure I have, have supported that game in some way that isn't just, you know, immediately stealing it. But that, that's my line to, 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 to draw. You know, everyone has their own different lines with emulators that they draw. And, and some people are like, ah, free everything. And then other people are like, very anti-emulator um so yeah but I'm, I'm running out of options with nintendo ds and nintendo 3ds stuff right now and i i feel antsy to to try to cover some of that stuff i wanted to do more love plus stuff but i really couldn't because you know at the end of the day it would just be an article or something and 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 i enjoy writing articles like i very much enjoy articles but it's definitely not getting the the traction that like a video does so i would if i can i'd prefer to do like a video or something so so yeah, we'll see. We'll see that. I'm sure this will be something that develops over time. You've already been listening to me complain about, you know, <laughs> um, you know, uh, getting a 3DS capture card for about a month now. So, so this is just an extension of this. <laughs> so we'll see where this goes. Um, I, I don't know what kind of, what kind of urgency I have on, you know, researching this stuff and figuring this stuff out in the near future. Um, especially because I finally got the, um, 
I forget if I talked about it on the podcast. I probably did at some point. Uh, I got First Kiss Story uh, Windows accessory uh, CDs for Windows 98. I think it's 95 and 98, but yeah, um, that I that I ordered from Vink. Um, uh, and, and I want to get those things working because they don't work in Windows 10. Like I can look at the data on the files, but there's like games like Bingo, uh, Hunex Fighter version 2.0, things like that on those, those disks that I want to figure out how to get working. So... I think based off what I was reading about this was um, it looks likely that I should either build a VBox try, or try PCMU, I think it's called, um, one of those two, and then basically try to load a Windows 98 OS on there and, and figure it out from there, which, you know, obviously, again, the whole thing with emulating stuff is that it's not perfect. <laughs> um, so I have major concerns about that. And I also have never built a VBox before. So, so I could be, um, I could be in over my head with this stuff. Um, the alternative option would be to build a PC that's Windows 98 um, um, compatible, which, you know, there would be something very exciting about doing that. I don't know if I can justify the money <laughs> at the moment. Like, I haven't really looked too much into how much it would cost, but it doesn't cost zero dollars, you know. So so I'll try to figure that out someday in the near future. I would l I want to do something on Hunix Fighter uh, 98, but I kind of want it to be all-encompassing. Um, so I would love to play Hunix Fighter 98 version 2 and and see what's going on with that game. Uh, it might just be different colors, or there might be some more stuff. Who can say? And then while we're there, we'll play some First Kiss Story Bingo. <laughs> um, it seems like there's a card game in there, too, or something. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I might talk about that stuff more in a, in a future, future episode here. Um, one thing I have not talked about much because I keep forgetting, um, a Mighty Number no. Nine video is going up next week. So if you're new here, get ready to be offended by my Mighty Number no. Nine opinion. <laughs> I'm a, a pretty strong Mighty Number no. Nine defender, but hopefully, you know, if you don't like the game, um, you, you can listen uh, listen to my video and uh, and then I get a new understanding of what other people like like about the game as well not saying i'm not saying that your opinion's wrong or something like that obviously what i'm saying is like this is what what my perspective is on the game i'm here trying to justify a lot of things right now rather than just moving on but yeah my number nine video tuesday uh goes on youtube at like 9 a.m but uh the website post will go up at 10 a.m i kind of give it some buffer time for for technical reasons um sometimes it doesn't post quite right if i post the the post at the exact same time the video goes up um, so actually, no, sorry. The, the video actually, uh, the, the post on the website actually goes at 10 a.m. Let's not get into this. 10 a.m. It's there. Okay. <laughs> Pacific time on Tuesday. Uh, and then, uh, and then when I was streaming last week, I went ahead and played some of the Zelda DLC. The first one, uh, the trial of the sword, I think it's called. Um, so I played a little bit of that when, when I was streaming. And so that, that footage is going up on Wednesday and then hopefully from there, uh, I'll finish up my Shaman King video here shortly. I'm a little concerned because I feel like I'm getting a little behind on these videos, but it's also been an incredibly busy month for me, unfortunately. So I'm going to try my best <laughs> to get things, you know, moving faster again. We'll see. I'll, I'll try it my best, but I also can't kill myself doing it. I already, I already tried that and it didn't work out for me. So, so yeah. Thanks again for coming. And uh, I guess that's it. I hope you have a good week. Bye.